welcome to episode 42 of the Stick to Hockey podcast. Jason Bertitas at Jason Mert on Twitter. Russ Cohen at Sportsology on Twitter. Follow the podcast at Stick to Hockey Pod. Russ, what's going on? Uh, you know, great part of the hockey season. We've got the playoffs getting closer, so games are even more meaningful. You are getting the college hockey playoffs are coming up. I like those. I'll Frozen cover, Four. I'll, Frozen Four. I will cover that. So, great time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, historic pace being set by the Lightning in the oh. NHL. They've already clinched the President's Trophy. I know. As we sit here on, what, March 19th? Although, quiz, who is the only Eastern Conference team to win the President's Trophy in the Stanley Cup? In the last, you know, since 19, I can't give you the year or you'll know. President's Trophy and the Cup. Yeah. Would that be... Mm. It happened in the 90s. That's the only clue I'll give you. Okay. Would it be 94? Uh-huh. And that would be the New York Rangers. Yeah. Yep. So that's it. Wow. That's a, it's a rare... A rare thing to happen, especially when you have a lead like Tampa Bay has. But they're capable of doing it. Yeah. They're, they're the odds-on favorite because they're so good. They have so much depth. I don't scoring. know if they're the odds-on favorite. I mean. What? I'm sorry. There's a defending cup team in the Washington Capitals with a guy named Ovechkin, with mm-hmm. the same goal, goalie and Holpe, with their assistant coach who is now the coach. Yeah. Like, they, are, are they, have they really fallen off the mat that much that we're just going to hand it to Tampa? Well, we're actually going to get to them because they're Fine. one of the teams that, going into the playoffs, I think is positioned very nicely in Washington. And you couple that with the fact that all the pressure is off them. And there's a lot of pressure on the Lightning and oh, yeah. John Cooper. But here's what the Lightning have. They have the deepest offensive core. Okay. They have a tremendous decor built for the playoffs. And if Vasilevsky stays healthy, healthy, they're going to be really tough out. Yeah, there's no question they'll be a tough out. But, I mean, so will the Capitals. Yeah, no doubt. It, it, right now the Caps are the team that I look at in the Metro to come out of that bracket for sure. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to all that. Um, uh, we're going to get to a lot here. We got questions from people that we solicited on Twitter. We're going to get to all of those as well. We got a bunch, some really good ones. Um, but let's start out. But we weren't gonna we weren't gonna really talk about the bad ones, were we? Well, well, we I didn't pick the bad questions, <laughs> right? That's what I mean. Uh, real quick, too, before we actually get to any content, even though we already did, um, <laughs> I want to uh, send out congratulations to the Westchester Ruston High School hockey team, uh, coached by my good friend, coached me in high school, Nick Russo. They won their sixth straight Flyers Cup. Hey, that's great. He's got to be pretty old to be coached you in high school. He was like a kid at that time, like yeah, just out of college. He's no kid anymore. Yeah, and he, and he is old now, <laughs> frankly. He can't even see. Uh, <laughs> six straight Flyers Cups, nine total, and I think the program's only been in existence for about 12 years. And he's going for a six straight state championship, has a national championship as well, and they'll go for another one of those this year. Very Tremendous. successful. Hey, congrats. That's awesome. And you know the funny thing is about his teams? This wasn't when we played, but— What's the logo of that team? It's the Golden Knight. Okay. Um, I like that. And the funny thing about him— his teams are never the best team at the beginning of the year. It's only at the end of the year. So he knows he knows how to manage them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. He knows when to go to the. You know, when he coached me, he didn't know when to go to the whip. He always went to the whip. Wow, well, there's good reason sense. for that. <laughs> you still have the scars on the top of your head. I can see them. Yes, I do. Uh, but let's start off with the Flyers today. We're going to go all around the league. We're going to get into Toronto and what's going on there. We're going to get into Coach Quenville. Uh, we're going to look at some teams. And we He's not put, a coach yet. Not yet. He will be a coach again, presumably, on his timeline. I know. Apparently. It's just Joel. And we're also going to uh, do a little exercise about the top uh, teams in the NHL in three years. Not for the next three years, but the next th- in three years. So, right. But let's start with the Flyers. And uh, I want to hit on a couple of things. And I want to start with James Van Riemsdyk. Um, because he gets that tying goal the other night in, mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh with, what, like 18 seconds left. Yeah. Hat trick on Friday uh, when he visited his former mm-hmm. team in the Leafs. He's now got 19 goals, Russ, in his last 29 games since January 10th. One player has more, Leon Dreisaitl with the Oilers. 
in 56 games, 25 goals, 17 assists, 42 points, um, and in 16 minutes, 11 seconds, average ice time. So he's up there from mm-hmm. where he was with mm-hmm. Toronto. Eight power play goals, 11 power play points. And if you put it all together, if he played at a full 82-game schedule at the pace he's on this year, 36.5 goals for the season. But he couldn't do that. that yeah. That's been the problem. I'm sure Dave Haxtell would have liked to have seen a few of those goals. Sure. I do think a big difference is that Wayne Simmons isn't there. And yep. we talked about how that role was sort of split and he wasn't playing exactly the right way. I get it. But he, even though he's having a great finish to the season, it's an inconsistent season. Yeah. Game in and game out, there's inconsistencies there as well. Yes. When he's hot, he's as good as anybody. And he's got oh, yeah. Great, you don't really want him in front hands. of the net. No. Yeah. Um, but he has been tremendous in 19 goals in 29 games. You're right. He gets hurt in the second game of the season. It derails him in the beginning. Then he has to try and work his way back in. But since he has, he's been really good. And a lot of people were critical of that contract. I believe you were as well. I was critical of the early results. I didn't like say it was a bad mm-hmm. one forever. But it's good to see he's fit in. We did. We always talked about the Simmons factor, and I think yeah. I think that's the biggest thing about it. But next year he is going to have to start off at the same pace. Like he yeah. does need to score 35 goals on this team because this team isn't loaded with goal scorers. They're not. Yeah, and that's one of the things we'll get into in some of the Twitter questions is uh, how can they get that? I put together a plan for what I think they should do oh, this offseason. Yeah, we'll see how that's well received. I actually put it on Twitter <laughs> the other night after they blew that 5-2 lead to the Leafs. Um, another player I want to talk to you about, Sean Couturier. 29 goals now in the year, 40 yep. assists, 69 points in 70 games. He's following what he did the year prior when he got his first 30-goal season yep. in the NHL with another campaign where he's maybe been even a little bit better, and he finished as a runner-up for the Selkie last year. Yeah, and he's still my finisher runner-up this year, too. Mark Stone may end up winning that. Yeah, winger. That's as bizarre. a winger. Yeah. But but he's getting gaining a lot of traction. It's a great year for Couturier. Like I said before on the show, like the strength factor is getting him more goals. When he mm-hmm. goes to the net now, nobody can really stop him. He already had the skill level. He already had the passing ability and the shooting ability. But he's also got the confidence now, too. The confidence is soaring right now. And that's why... You know, you can make the argument he's the second-best flyer. I mean, I don't think that's a really hard argument to make. Yeah, some people are making the case that he's the most important player on the team, more so than Giroux. Well, I mean, if, if Giroux's not playing center, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Could, and, well, I mean, but although, I, although right Ivan Provorov probably still is the most important, yeah. I might parse that and say that. Yeah, but going forward, you need a, a great defender and Ivan Provorov and maybe yeah. uh, a free agent defenseman that they acquire this offseason. You need... A great guy up the middle, a big pivot up the middle, and Sean Couturier, and a guy who can kill penalties and score. Yeah. And then you need the goalie. Yeah. Those are the key things. But, you know, we all talk about getting that defenseman in the offseason, and it took the Leafs, like, years to get that guy, and they got him in season in the trade in Jake Muzzin. This will not be easy. I, I yeah. think the misnomer here, I think, that's going on with with a lot of Flyers fans and even just people who post on Twitter is, well, we need a center. We're going to get a center. Okay. I mean, if you want a 2 or 3C, they're not easy to come by, especially a 2C. Not easy to come by. So good luck shopping for that. You will give up significant assets for that. And then, yeah, if you need a top four defenseman, you will give up significant assets for that. Now, the Flyers do have some assets to give up. Don't get me wrong. But they're not the only team looking for players. Yeah, there's going to be a competition there's, for these players, too, if yeah. they're available, either free agency or And a lot market. of times those top four are never available as a free agent, or at least the ones that you want to get under 30. If they're sticking to that plan, 
they're not going to be able to achieve what I think people are hoping they achieve. If they're willing to go with guys that are a little bit over north of 30, then they probably can do that. Yeah, you so, open up a bigger pool of players you by do. doing that. You do. Uh, what have you thought of uh, the play of uh, Phil Myers? Phil Myers has been good. I, I really like his skating ability. He is His hockey sense has been real good. He has not, like, sputtered or had a slowdown of thinking the game and being able to skate at speed and pass at speed. He's been able to do all of that. Shooting has been good. He's not shy to shoot. Mm-hmm. So, so far, so good. And, look, they're not playing him against the best players. They're, they're no, matching they're him up. Him they're shielding bit. him. And Although he is on the PK from time to time. Yeah, occasionally he a- has been. He Look, he is a big, imposing kid. I go back to last summer. We did an interview with him, and we're sitting at the skate zone. And he's in the room, and he's just pumping the hand grip. And I'm watching this guy's muscles just yeah. bulging, and I'm like, this guy has been working out like two years yeah. straight, and he's like 240 pounds. He is going to be a beast someday, yeah. if it's not next year already. Yeah, and his ability to skate is, is really, really good. Yeah, it sets really him good. apart. Um, let's talk about Carter Hart real quick. He comes back, um, plays in that game against Washington. Uh, was a little rusty. Didn't yeah. look great. Didn't have no. the burst, and you could see that bad he was, first period. The push yeah. off was bad. Yeah, that fourth goal. Yeah, um, just way over aggressive on that, and that's a goalie that's not comfortable yet doing that, especially when you see him do that because oh, yeah. that's the hallmark of his game, positionally sound. Um, but in, against Pittsburgh, maybe his best performance of the year: forty yeah. saves on forty-one shots and several huge ones. I don't want to throw cold water. We have to preface it: there was no Malkin, no Chris Letang. That's yeah. a big deal yep. to that offense, but. Still have to stop the puck. He still stopped the puck. And now, look, he's had a very good season. I do also want to caution Flyers fans because we don't know what's coming in his second season. Sometimes players have some hiccups early in the second season and figure it out. Sometimes players have a horrible second season, never figure it out. I don't think he's going to be that guy. But if he had a few hiccups early in the season from, you know, now that he's starting off the season as the man, that wouldn't shock me. And I just, I, I want to let fans know that. At his age, that could happen. Like, there's a good 30, 35% chance that that happens. It doesn't matter how good your mental game is. None of that matters. He's never been through this before. He's never been through an offseason, an NHL camp, and all of a sudden, boom, you're the starter. That is going to be the first time he's going to go through that. That's a big deal in this league. It is. That's an eye-opening experience for a young goalie. Um, So let's squeeze into the Twitter question here. We'll kind of parse these out throughout the episode and get to all of them eventually. But uh, Adam Graff tweets in at Graff Hockey 10 and says the following. Why does Scott Gordon continue to play Brian Elliott? We traded for Talbot to see (laughs) how a tandem of him and Hart would work moving forward, and he has yet to stick to the plan. Elliott is what he is at this point. We should ride with a younger tandem. This would be like the $500 question on Jeopardy because, mm-hmm. like, everybody has asked me this question. Yep, me too. The only answer I can give is the coach likes him. Gordon, well, and they're not mathematically eliminated. likes him. And he I gave forget you the best that, chance to win. It, I don't know if he did. I, I really I could question that. I think Cam Talbot well, gave— Well, here's the deal, though. Brian Elliott, prior to the game that he got pulled against—or no, including the game he got pulled against Washington and before the Leaf game— He'd given up two goals or less in 13 of 16 No, games. no, I get it, but it still doesn't matter. He, yeah. he still has had moments when everything's on the line, mm-hmm. hasn't performed at his best. I still think Cam Talbot could have done some of those things. I still think 
Carter Hart should have started against Ottawa. Like, if yep. you want to get down that whole thing, that's a rabbit hole. End of the day, yeah. though, I think the coach likes him, and, and so he rode him. Now it's over, and you won't see Elliott play that much anymore. Yeah, and you'll see that tandem of Talbot and Carter Hart going right. forward, provided health plays a factor. Let, let's get down that rabbit hole real quick. Because, <laughs> um, I actually I, I was really curious about that, too. I'm like, why not play him against the worst right. team in the league in Ottawa? Um, he, he was healthy. He was backing up that night. So Correct. I go, my mentality is, is if you're healthy enough to be a backup, you're healthy enough to play. Right. So I asked Scott Gordon about it on the night that they played Washington. I said, well, why the choice to go with Carter in that Washington game and not Carter against the Leafs? And he, what he told me was, A, that they wanted to get him more practice time with the team while he was back healthy. Practice? Before we talking about game. practice? Yeah. So they Sorry. didn't start him Bad in impersonation. Yeah. You do better, but anyway, um, go ahead. So they didn't want to start him in the game against Ottawa because they wanted him to get more, see more shots in practice and all that stuff right. while he was healthy. Um, but then the reason why he started him Thursday against the Caps is because we know that Carter Hart, young goalie, massive creature of habit, and very rigid in the way he does things. On Thursday, you had a morning skate, go home, take your nap, your meal, the whole thing. It's all there. The Friday game, you travel after the game against Washington. You go through customs. You get in the Toronto two thirty in the morning. No morning skate. Quick turnaround. Wanted to avoid that aspect of it. I get the avoiding mm-hmm. aspect of the Toronto game. I don't get the avoiding of the Ottawa game. That's mm-hmm. to me. That's just coach speak, man. Yeah, that's all. Or maybe overthinking it a bit. As or well. overthinking it. Maybe you're shielding the kid a little bit too much. But yeah, I get the reasoning why he went with him against Washington and not Toronto, and they ended up losing both games. And boy, the Toronto game was. Beer league hockey with it the best players in the world. League. It really was. It was insane. All right, let's get to another question here. Let me give you this one. What 2C, this is from Jeff Cantone, what 2C do you aim to sign or trade for in the offseason? Which prospect not in the NHL of the Flyers is untouchable? Is Voracek and high-end prospect pick for Barkov unrealistic? I'll start with the last part. You're not getting Barkov. No. You're not getting Barkov. That's 100% unrealistic. No, that's a non-starter, so let's just squash that right away. But... Okay, do you try and attack the 2C position, or are you okay with Nolan Patrick as your 2C? I, unless something shakes loose, and it's probably going to be via a trade at the draft, I probably will be going with Nolan Patrick. Yeah. Because I just don't think I'm going to get the kind of player that I want without having to give up great assets. I think Morgan Frost isn't untouchable. I don't even know if Isaac Ratcliffe is yet an untouchable, although he has 50 goals. Might even have more now. But that's it. Those are the only real untouchables in the prospect pool that they have. But Despite again, what Farabee's doing, he's still far off. Right. Farabee, you don't even think about him because he's yeah. not under, you know, he has no ELC. That's what's great about mm-hmm. college players. You stash them and you let yep. them, you know. Let them develop. Develop, ripen on the vine, and then you worry about it three, four years from now. But I just, I don't know where they're going to pick up this center from. Like most last year, Stastny was available as a right, 3C. but even Stastny, yeah. I would not want to pay big money and put on a four or five year deal because he's hurt all the time. Yeah, and he is a slower guy, and at some point that game's going to get ugly, like it did for David Backus. Yep. Except Stastny's a little Who now higher skill. Now wants to skilled. be a fighter, by the way. Backus. Yeah. Well, that's he's, he has no choice. Yeah, well. They don't fight anymore, though. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a whole other story. I know. That's a whole other day. Yeah, it's a different story for a different day. <laughs> All right. Chris Naffy uh, tweets into the Stick to Hockey podcast. says, how likely is it that the Flyers will pursue an RFA? Who would, should they target? And what's the likelihood they land on one of them? Also, is if there are no RFA offer sheets, does the NHLPA have grounds for collusion? No. 
There won't be one. There, there never is. <laughs> there will be zero RFA offer sheets. Doesn't mean they won't go after an RFA. I mean, all teams have them. Again, though, when you're getting a player that's under team control like that, you are going to be giving up significant assets. Yep. I don't want to say the Flyers are going to go into this summer running, you know, spending like drunk sailors because I think they are going to be super aggressive. But again, the kind of RFA that you're going to get is going to be one where the other team says, you know, we probably can't sign him. Like when the Rangers got Zabanajad, remember? Yeah. Yep. Like you knew Ottawa wasn't. But how many of those guys really exist? There might be two or three, but there's not a lot of them anymore. All right, let's get one more here, and then we're going to get to another couple subjects. Steven Nudie says, what do you think will happen with the Flyers this offseason in regards to head coach, either Quenville or Gordon or someone else, big-name free agents, Panarin or Carlson, and will they sign their college draft picks, Allison Lisinski and Farabee? Okay, uh, Farabee, no. He has to play another year. Yeah, He's not physically strong enough. He's having a great year. Go have another great year. Yeah. Tanner Lisinski is a really good one because he doesn't have to sign, so he holds the hammer. I think Fletcher really needs to wine and dine him after the whole at-large bid and his season ends and try and get him signed. If he doesn't get him signed, if he's unable to, he may go free agent. Yeah, because we've seen that pretty often lately. He's a point-of-game player in, in college hockey. He can really write his own ticket. Yeah. And and so that's that's a problem for Fletcher. And who was the other player? Allison. Sorry. And Allison, I haven't seen him post-knee surgery how he's skating. Mm-hmm. Assuming he's skating okay, I would try and sign him, bring him in, because he's going to need at least one or two years in the AHL, because A, we got to see where his speed's at. B, he's got to start playing a, a, a larger schedule, because he's playing less games, yep. fewer games in, in college hockey. So I would try and get those last two signed. Allison, again, if he goes back, he's only go be- going to go back because, you know what, it's sort of like unfinished business, wants to play a full year not hurt. I wouldn't worry about losing him. I would worry about losing Lasinski, though. All right, let's uh, the other part of the question. Um, for big name free agents, Panarin or Carlson, as mentioned here. Panarin's an interesting one because it seems to be uh, a lot of people's thinking that he's going to end up in Florida. He well, they, no they're thinking taxes. that's the right. Yeah. That's the first place because there's like a, a coupling going on there between him and Bob. Doesn't yep. mean that's going to happen though. Yeah. I could see that falling apart too. Okay. I could still see Bob going into KHL too. So if th- if that happens, if it were to fall apart, I don't know. I still think the Rangers have more of an inside track than the Flyers. I know he wants to be in a coastal area, so the Islanders would have a shot. Yes, you could try and sell him on the Jersey Shore. I don't think he's interested. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you're talking about. Coastal areas for, like, the Rangers, there's a big Russian influence in Brooklyn and yep. places like that. That's what he wants, right? That's what he's into. What, kind of so, money, what, kind of, what are we looking at on a deal for him? Seven-year deal. What's the AAV? 11 and a half? 12? 12 11. Half? 11. You think it's 11? Yeah. I think he might get north of that. If he goes to market, he could get north of that. I don't know. I mean... I don't know. I think 11's my—I yeah. mean, that would be my stopping point. Yeah. doesn't mean some other owner's not going to yeah. stop there. Well, and we'll see where Lou goes. But I, I will tell you, no, Lou is not going to go over 11. It, there's right. no what way— was he, What was he offering Tavares? 11, 12, on an 8-year? Was, was, I think it was—I think it was 11. Yeah, I think it was well, 11. Lou's going to be a little more careful, too, after what happened with yes. Kovalchuk yes. <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Uh, what about Carlson? Carlson's an interesting one. I mean— for the Flyers, you don't want Carlson. I mean, that's that's not a you player. You have enough of. Yeah, that's. You I don't know, want to you're say talking that guy because he's. At no, a I mean level he'd still be the best. He'd be yeah. better than everybody for at least two, three years. But then you would worry about the other three or four on that deal. 
Carlson, and I don't think he's going to re-sign in San Jose. I think he changed things way too much there, and they're going to look at it and say, look, this is our, our run for the Cup. We're probably losing Thornton after this if he retires. We'll worry about you know the rest later. But where... there's there's a notion that he wants to be on the East Coast too. His wife's from Ottawa. Yeah, I mean maybe Montreal's I, a fit. There. I could see Montreal trying hard to mm. get him, although that's going to mess up things with Shea Weber. So they might not try that hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like a team like Boston's not going to do it. Tampa. Would Tampa try yeah, it? They got so many tough salary decisions. They do to have make salary decisions. Point. I would say Tampa's probably out because of that. I can't. I mean, they're going to lose Tyler Johnson. They could trade Tyler Johnson. They probably could somehow wiggle it out. But I don't think Tampa will do it. Hmm. It's a good one. I mean, yeah. it'll be one of the big storylines again. I could see the Islanders trying. Yeah, I can. I could see the Rangers trying. I'm sure Lundqvist will at least talk oh, to him. Yeah. Uh, Detroit. You know, Detroit would be the team if he was okay with a couple more years because, you know, they got Zadina there. They've got Larkin there. They've got some good young talent there. They got Mantha there. I think if he looked at that because, you know, how much longer is Mike Green going to play? Yeah. Chalowski's there, so that's another good defenseman he could work with. But they need that guy, actually. So maybe Red Wings. Okay. Uh, And the last part of the question was in regards to uh, Joel Quenville. Scott Gordon or someone else, the Flyers' offseason comes. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. They're still alive mathematically right now. They essentially have to win their last 10 games. They're not making the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. Um, Quenville, is this an attractive look? We've we've talked about this so many times. Is this an attractive destination for Joel Quenville? Who are the other destinations that he will consider? I mean, is it attractive? Sure. Is it the most attractive? No. Is he going to stay in his comfort zone and just not come east? Yeah. Probably. I mean, you know, if you go with the likelihood, I think St. Louis will be in on him. I do. And and now with Bennington there and mm-hmm. the other veteran players that they still have on the defense core, which is something yep. he always looks at, that's going to be an attractive team. Who else for uh, for old Joel there? Minnesota. Uh, and make any Minnesota sense? Minnesota is definitely going to give a run at it. Yep. Fenton, I think, will give a run at that. Yeah, because... Bruce is going to be out. Yeah, Bruce could be out there if if they – and actually, he's done a pretty good coaching job this year. He still might get another coaching job. Oh, he won't be – he'll be unemployed for six minutes. Yeah. He'll take a job like that. Yeah. That's just Bruce. He wants to coach hockey. Depending on how the contracts work, I wonder – here's a weird scenario, but I'm going to throw it out there. Would Panarin and Bob stay if Tortorella were out and Quenville were in? Wow. Very interesting. Like, I wonder. I wonder if that would change the plan at all. Hmm. Is there too much history there now with Yarmo Kekalainen? And, no. And, well, okay. That, no. That's an interesting one to think about because if Torts doesn't get out of the first round and they've given him more assets, I, yeah. I don't think trade deadline deals necessarily help teams all the time anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm not like, I'm not going, oh, Duchesne's there. All of a sudden, look at that. What has Duchesne done? It's true. You know, he's a guy, a high pedigree player, but I think there's, there's like warning signs all over. Duchesne, yeah, that I would avoid. For some reason, my gut tells me St. Louis is the favorite for for Quenville. Okay, well, he's going to go back where he was once was. One, yeah, I, I think there's a chance of that, and I do think you're right with Minnesota. I think they're going to get a real long look. Who else uh, is going to be looking for a coach? Well, Columbus is definitely one of those teams. Yeah, Minnesota, like we said, Florida, definitely. Because uh, I don't, there's no reason to keep Ugner there. Okay, so we're good with in New Jersey though. 
John Hines? Uh, I think so. But Blaschel only... appears to be good. Blaschel, I think, is good Unless for, Iserman takes a gig. for at least a year. Yep. I don't know if I can give him more than a year. But I think Blaschel's safe for a year. Ottawa's uh, got to figure something out. Yeah, Ottawa's keep Crawford. I doubt it. I don't Crawford. know, but and it, maybe Ottawa. But I don't know. I could see Anaheim is open. Obviously, Anaheim the GM's on the bench now. Yeah, Anaheim will have a you know, and I think even Quenville will give Anaheim a peak. But I think the cap situation probably keeps him. What Edmonton? Edmonton. I think there's a real good chance. Mm-hmm. I do, and I think Quenville will give a peak there. Because anybody would give a peek with Connor McDavid, but if he doesn't like what he sees, he might say a bridge too far. But they're going to need a coach and, too. And who's the GM? You know, who's the GM that Edmonton's going to? Yeah, hire they're going to have to hire the GM first. Yeah, and you can't it, hire the coach and then right. Bring and if the it's GM. not somebody that Quenville likes, then you're out on Quenville anyhow. Yeah, they got to get that GM thing right out there in Edmonton because it's yeah. a mess. Um, so okay, so all that being said. Has Scott Gordon earned, done enough to earn being back and not the interim, interim coach for the Flyers? If there's no other bigger name, he has. Yeah. But that's the whole— It's the fallback plan. It's the fallback, like Quindle, yeah. and he's going to know that, and he doesn't really have any— he doesn't have any real you know, leverage here in this. Yeah. I, I think he's a better coach than Craig Berube, even though Berube's done a nice job. I think it's more Jordan Bennington than Berube. So I think, I think he's better than that. I think he's a better X's and O's guy. Mm-hmm. But it will. Comcast is looking for a name, whether they find one or not. They told you that when they mentioned Quenville's name. They did, and I still have a feeling a guy like Elaine Vigneault is going to get trotted through. Mm. I, you know, there are some names out there that just haven't surfaced lately. Michelle Terry will end up back in Ottawa. Yeah, he could. You know, he could. I, I hope I root for that because he is the best guy post game. You (laughs) never know what he's going to say. He sometimes says the craziest stuff. He has Even no more problem than Torts. running a player over with the bus no. and throwing it in reverse. No, no, no. <laughs> he, I'm telling you, for the Scranton Penguins, he had some of the best press conferences I've ever attended. Okay. All right, so let's get to the top teams in three years in the NHL. So not next season, not the season after, but the season after that. Now, here's the caveat. I don't know everybody's contract situation. So yeah. if I mention a guy that's not going to be under contract in three years, deal with it. Yeah. And, but but you're the guy that knows who's coming up in right, a lot of these right. systems. Right, right. And I am taking that into consideration. Yeah. Now, am I giving it in a ranking order of these three? Or is it just, am I just no, saying I just, gave, I just okay. came up with five. I actually came up with like eight. but <laughs> You told me three. Yeah, but but I have. And now you have I have eight. my five. Five. All right, so my, my number one one, and it's, these aren't in any order, but the first one I wrote down is the Lightning. Because they're Kucherov under contract, yep. have been under contract. Vasilevsky, you look at they're going to get Braden Point yep. done. Yep. Um, that organization just does things the right way. They're stocked. They're great now, and they're not going to drop off. Still have Steam Stamkos. Yep. Uh, Yanni Gord's twenty goals a year now. I definitely have them on my list. Uh, Sergachev really helped things, and then trading for McDonough really helped things. So you've got three blue liners there. That'll be there for a while. Yeah. So you're good there. Cal Foot. Yeah. Could be up next year. Yeah. I mean, I just interviewed uh, son of Adam Foot, right? Yeah. We yep. just for my other show, we just did extensive uh, talking about what's going on in Tampa, and so Cal Foot's close. They have Alexander Volkov. Mm-hmm. They also have um, Taylor Radish. Taylor Radish could be a really good scorer yeah. in a couple of years. So they're loaded. So you have them on your list? Oh yeah. All right. So we so we agree. Okay, I'll we get agree. my next one. See if you agree with this one. The Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't fully agree. Okay, so they did not make your top five. Nope. 
Okay. Well, I mean, I didn't know it was five. I'm sorry. I only did three. Oh, okay. I probably said three when I texted. I, I think you did. But if it was a five situation, they would be like on the bubble. Okay. And and the reason they would be on the bubble is I don't know what's going to happen with their goaltending. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like Freddie, Freddie Anderson is, yeah. is is he going to be the guy? Are they going to re up him? I like Joseph Wall a lot. I mean, Joseph Wall is really good with BC. I don't know if he's the guy, yeah. though. I don't know that about him yet. You're going to have to supplement that roster, and it's going to be really interesting how they do it, considering the money to Austin Matthews, considering the money to John Tavares, considering the money Mitch Marner is going to get. Nealander right. already got. Right. You got to f- And Nealander could Gardner's still get traded. not going to be back. Nealander's got a yeah. big front-loaded bonus. Yep. If, he, if, if the team decides, hey, you know what? We don't think he is what we thought he was. He might get traded, and he'll be very tradable after that bonus. So yeah. if he got traded in the summer, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, they have a lot coming. They do. They have Timothy Liljegren. they got Jeremy Brocko. He's a Long Island kid. He's won at every level. In that five, they're, they're right on the cusp. All right. Do you have this team in your top three, the Colorado Avalanche? No. Really? Yeah. Wow. Why is that? Goaltending. Tell okay. me, because it's not Grubauer. Yep. Varlamov. No, that guy's not there right now. Yeah, the guy's not there right now. And I'm, I'm going under the presumption that you can find goaltending, which is <laughs> Tell the Flyers in Philadelphia. That. That's, I should the never Flyers have that had to draft it. Yeah, but they have a top three or five player in the world, Nathan McKinnon. Right. I mean, Rantanen is ridiculous. He is. You're going to have the number one draft pick from Ottawa this year who could end up being Jack Hughes or Capococco. Sure. So then you look at that. I mean, you got your core in place. Tell yeah, me the line, too. I mean, they've been trying to get rid of Tyson. A, they've a been trying GM. to trade Tyson Barry for a couple mm-hmm. years now. Now, Tyson Barry's still a really good offensive player, but their blue line is sort of letting him down, and it may derail their playoff hopes this year. Yeah. The blue line is my worry. Because even if they're drafting high, they are taking Hughes or Kako, but they're not helping their blue line with that. All right, let me take another stab at one of your teams. How about the Carolina Hurricanes? And Kale McCarr is coming. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I get that. Yep. Um, Carolina Hurricanes, they're not on my list. Okay. Because, right. again, I don't know who the goalie is. Yeah. Well, they don't have the goalie even for I mean, now, Ned Yelkovic could be the guy. He really mm-hmm. is. But he's a little short. He's like six foot. So that's like, you know, it's almost like your height in today's era. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm taller than no, you, so true. don't give me that look. No, I'm no. a couple inches but, but taller you, than but you. But you, you do kind of resemble that remark. I do. <laughs> um, but I don't know if it's Ned Yelkovic, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. So I don't know. Because it's not Morozik and it's not McElhaney. No, no, no. no. It's, it's, it's not either one of those guys. So I don't know if that guy even exists for them. And so that's the big worry. It could take a couple years to find that guy. All right, I'm going to nail this one. The Vegas Golden Knights. Nope. No! They get stoned. They lock them up eight years. No, I mean, getting stoned is picks, great. Like, they got tons of picks. Where's Flurry going to be no, in three the, years? What did I write there? Goalie, question mark. Okay, MAF. well, I mean, who's yeah. the goalie? Dylan I Ferguson? I keep presuming that. Malcolm uh, Subban? Who's uh, the goalie? I think it's going to end up being Carey Price once the next expansion. Okay, but happens. that's a lot of things for me to put uh, in there. See, I, go above, no. I go way deep. How yeah, you the, go way deep, but nah, right, and it's too much. All right, let's take another stab. Boston Bruins. No. Really? Well, Charo will be long gone by then. Uh, mm-hmm. He's going to come back for one more, it looks like. Yeah. It, Bergeron could be on his last legs then. We don't know. Mm-hmm. And that would be, you know, a and little Marchand's unusual. Marshan's not young. Marshan's not young. Rask is not young. And if they like Halak, Halak's not young. And I don't mm-hmm. know. They're going to go Drew McIntyre. Like, I don't know who the next yep. real star goalie is for them. So I think in three years we might be seeing slight downturn until they get a few of those positions yeah. filled. They and, they, pipeline, and they have though, guys. Yeah. No, no. Pipeline's really good. But their best talent is up now. Yeah. Stadnika is like their next best 
guy that I really like that maybe could be up in a year. Okay. And they have some other guys, Vakanainen, really good guys. None of them is Chara, right? So yeah. they're going to have a little bit of a hangover from that. All right, one more stab at it, the Flyers. No. <laughs> no, I know people want me to say the Flyers. No, because there's still not enough scoring in the pipeline. Love Frost. Yeah. Love Radcliffe. But is, he, is Frost an NHL scorer is the question. I mean, I think Gordon he is. Jr., a lot of guys do that. No, I think he is. I think yep. he's a 60-65 point guy. I don't know if he's an 80 point guy. So Radcliffe, that's the one where we're going to question whether he is at mm-hmm. the NHL level. If they sign Allison, we'll, we'll wonder about Allison. Fabro definitely will score at the NHL level. But I can't tell you he's going to score more than 55 points. You mean Farabee? Farabee, sorry. Yeah. Who does have Dante Fabro? Farabee is another one. He'll be on the team. Carter Hart will be there. So I know people think, well, we have Carter Hart and, and we have Provorov mm-hmm. and Sandheim. And it's like you're still missing a lot in the middle. Yep. You're missing probably another couple of defensemen mm-hmm. because in three years, like we don't know. Robert Hag is young. But I don't know if he'll keep this up in three years. He might be like one of those relief pitchers that's good for a couple of years and then starts down trying to. He's a guy you can you can upgrade from. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not going to be a top end. But they don't. You still have to have a mix of veterans. Claude Giroux will still be there, but he's not going to be as effective. If Jake Voracek's there, what I don't know he? what he's yeah. going to be at that point. So JVR will be old at that point. So is he, Nolan Patrick a? 1C. No, he's not a 1C. I think him and Couturier. I don't think he's a 1C. He's three years. Couturier is 29. Right, which is fine. But you get what I'm saying. There's going to be too much in and out. Yeah. That even if they even if they are replacing Mm -hmm. with a lot of talent like they have, the out part is going to hurt them. All right. Who's your other two teams? My other two teams: Washington Capitals, Mm. because. When Braden Holpe's gone, they still have Ilya Samsonov. Yeah. And they have more than that. They even have a kid, Vanacek. They have other goalies, too. Yeah. But Samsonov's the guy, yeah. and he's starting to really pick it up in the AHL. So there's that. I still think Ovechkin will be scoring 35, 40 goals a Why year. Wouldn't you? I still think Backstrom's getting 70 points a year. I still Carlson. think John Carlson's yeah. there being an elite defenseman. Oshie. John Carlson, remember, Flyers could have drafted him. Mm-hmm. Who did they trade for in the draft? And I put a big circle around it because I knew. They they blew it on either him or Markstrom because they could have drafted Markstrom too at that spot. Which again, Carlson Wait, what was way year better. Is this? Oh, I don't remember the year, uh, but I could tell you who they got in a trade. Okay, tell me that. Steve Eminger. Oh my goodness, God, I remember that. Yep. Oh my God, they get Steve Eminger and you miss out on Carlson. Yeah, horrible. Uh, All right, who's the other team? But wait, I I got to make their case a little bit more. So Kuznetsov, Verana. Tom Wilson's not old. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe by then he's less effective. They still have a kid, Alexiev, who's 6'3", 200 mm-hmm. and as a defenseman. So Washington's in good shape. All right. Nashville Predators. Really? Okay. Well, again, Rene has surprised us now. I think in three years he won't be surprising us. But UC Saros is better than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. So they've got the bridge of Here's what I can guarantee that Laviolette won't be there in three years. Probably not. No. No, he never... I mean, I think Yossi will get a new deal. Yep. Ellis will still be there. Subban, maybe, maybe not. Maybe yep. they'll trade him by then. Who knows? Uh, the most underrated goal scorer in the league is on this team. In the NHL, currently. Forsberg? Unheralded. No, Victor uh, Arvidsson. Or Arvidsson, yeah. He's got 31 goals. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And he's a guy that... He's, he's playing with Johansson, right? Yeah. yeah. He's 25. Johansson's 26. Yeah. You see where I'm yeah. getting at there? Forsberg, who has been hurt... Still scores 25 goals a year yeah. regardless and is ridiculously talented. 
They have Ely Tolvanen coming, who can be a sniper mm-hmm. if he rounds out his game. They've got Dante Fabro coming, who's a rock-solid defenseman yep. who plays tons of minutes for BU. They, they still they draft Jeff Keelty drafts great there, man. They, they know how to draft D too. They do. Oh man, they get D absurd. everywhere. Absurd. Yeah. All right, so let's go to, real quick. Is there how big is the trouble? How concerned should people be about the Leafs, the Leaf fans? Oh, they should be worried because this is not good. What's happening with them right now? If Jake Gardner even makes it back, a bad back for a defenseman is going to cut yeah. his minutes. Imagine and, that in the playoffs. Yeah, so that's not going to look good. Jake Gardner. Round one matchup stinks. Yeah, I mean, Boston's going to lean on him too, right? I mean, so that's a problem. It's either Jake Gardner or like Marinson plays. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it's, you know. (laughs) Well, do the people in Toronto start calling for some accountability with Babcock? Yeah, I think it's a 50 50 this year because Babcock, he probably wanted to keep McElhaney, but Dubas put him on waivers, right? Yeah. So, all right. You lost him. So, you lost him. So, now they have Garrett Sparks. I can tell Babcock doesn't love using Garrett Sparks mm. for obvious reasons. He's not had a good year. But Dubas loves him to the point where he extended him. Yep. So, so you've got an issue there with yeah. the backup goal. It's not a huge issue. Uh, they just traded for Nick Patan. He had a couple nice games, but Babcock has no interest in using him. They just extended Nick Patan. Yeah. And yet, Freddie Goche is still his go-to guy because he's going to be six foot four all day to use Mike Babcock's terminology. And Babcock's contract was front-loaded. It's front-loaded deal. Sheldon Keefe is just lurking. Mm-hmm. He's going to get a new deal. Yep. I think Dubas is going to trade off some of those other crutches that Babcock likes. You know, like Roman Polak, he yep. traded him out. He made sure he's going to lose a few more of those guys and see if he's going to start playing some of Dubas's guys. Because if he doesn't, I think it's going to start, the worm is going to start turning on Mike Babcock. He needs to Get out of the first round. Doesn't matter that they're playing the Bruins. Yeah. Doesn't matter if they have a hurt defenseman. But the problem is, is he is also very reluctant for change. I know recently he finally put like Matthews and Nylander back together. Yep. Kapanen has to work his way back in, right? When he comes back, but the defense is just—it's not great. Yeah. They've been giving up tons of shots all year. It's a problem. Leaf fans are worried, and but you have to be. wait. But you have to see. This could be a disinterested team. That does light it up in the playoffs. We yeah. have to see. Yeah, if they can get out of the first round and slay the Bruins dragon, then, right. then perhaps that's the big step. Yeah. But then maybe after that you end up getting uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, <laughs> which is Man. No, no picnic either. No. Um, another tweet, uh, Dr. Jan Itor <laughs> on Twitter. Do says, we think this is a real doctor? Um, no. Okay. I don't think so. All right. He's the I janitor. Because I'm going <laughs> to— <laughs> He's the doctor of cleaning. All right. That's um, fine. He says, if the Toronto Maple Leafs can't re-sign Gardner, do you see Chuck Fletcher pursuing him to bolster the D? Realize he's a left-handed D, but the market for UFA defensemen is extremely thin on talent this summer. Is Gardner an option in Philadelphia? No, only because of the back problem. Mm -hmm. I think what might happen is Gardner goes back on a short-term deal with the Leafs because the the market's just not there for him because now everybody's worried about his back. Okay. Um, okay, another question from uh, Twitter here. Let's go to Jam to, to AM, Philly Lafleur, not Guy Lafleur. Okay. Um, he says, would you sell low on Shane Gossespierre? Less zip on his wrist shot, less quickness pivoting suggests playing through injury this season. What is your thoughts on the Flyers moving Shane Gossespierre? Early in the year for half a season, I would have said yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like his second half hasn't been bad at all. I do also think he's got his confidence back as the team got his, their confidence back. He's starting to you know pick up on the offense again. 
you're getting a lot of offense for not a lot of money. I think I pointed that out a couple of shows ago where points per game for a defenseman, he's really good for the low cap. It was like 425, yeah, something like four, that. Yeah, four, I think it's 425. We don't know what the contract negotiations are going to be like for Ivan Provorov. Yeah. He started off the year badly, so then we've... People were feeling like, oh, he'll give him a discount. Well, he's finished the year strong, so there will be no discount. No. Would that shock you if it, it just runs through September and he's not necessarily a holdout, but a guy late for camp and late for all it's that? It's only a holdout if you have a contract. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. you lose Gostaspear, you lost all your leverage yeah. now. For and You have to you, sign and him. And he knows that. And his agent knows of that. Of course. Yep. So I don't know if you could move Gostaspear based on the fact that I don't know what's going to happen with that Ivan Prover contract because... I don't think it'll turn into Jacob Truba, but it could. Yeah. Would he be a guy you could trade for Jacob Truba? Yeah. 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 What do you think of that deal? They still would have to sign Truba long term, but mm-hmm. I, you know, Truba's agent uh, also has has had a, pay, a fair amount of flyers in the past, so I think yeah. there would be a good negotiation. I know people just gasped. That you said that, yeah. but he logs big minutes. Yes, he does. He actually has more Veteran offense. presence they need. He has a little more offense to give that he really can't play in Winnipeg or show in Winnipeg. It wouldn't be the worst thing. I okay. can't say I can't say I'm a hundred percent for it, but I can't say I'm totally against it. Okay. Um, another question uh, here on Twitter. Um, this one comes. This one is uh, Jam Two AM as well. Where does Flyers want to add a veteran top de- uh, pair D? Aside from Carlson, nobody on the free agent market. How does their D shake out with Myers, Provy, Sanheim? Are they locks long term? Who should the Flyers target via trade? See, this is the thing we say: Oh, you need a top pairing veteran D man, right? Well, what are you going to do? Just shake the top pairing veteran D man tree, and one's right. going to fall out. I mean, Jared Spurgeon is the name that's come up from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the he ties. they couldn't get him in trade. I'm pretty sure they tried to get him. But they found it too costly in trade. I think he has a year left. He's a guy that can be – he could play anything. Anything like two, three, four. He could do any of that. I have no problem with that. The asset that you'll have to give up for him is a lot. The assets. Yeah. It will be like maybe a first-round pick. It might be Radcliffe. And, and it might be one other prospect. That's if they feel like doing it. Again – they probably want to see what the long-term health is in Matt Dumba before they, because they've traded off a little bit of their defense. But I think Spurgeon is a guy that that you definitely could look at. Could fit the bill. Yeah. Um, uh, this one comes from Steve Appleman on Twitter. He says, "How hard is it for younger players to gain consistency in the NHL? It seems like Konechny, Limblom, and Patrick have taken steps forward the past two seasons, but only in the second half of the season. Is that who they are? And if not, how long until they find their year-round consistency?" Ask Dylan Strom. Yeah, I mean, this does happen, though. This is, oh, yeah. It's not uh, exclusive to just the Flyers' young players. It's minutes. It's line mates. It's coaching. Situations. It's you, a lot changed when Scott Gordon came in for yeah, a lot of these it's players. it's you handling the game on and off the ice. How much Fortnite are you playing? Kidding. It's yeah. more of a baseball thing. But, I don't know, there has been whispers in the NHL, too. I just, I look at that and I say, it's 50% in the player's head and then 50% on the organization. That's really the way it works. Now, with Dylan Strome, it wasn't just that he was put with DeBrinkett. I think that's the easy answer. But, like, if I was Arizona, I could have brought in Connor Brown, who was a former teammate who could score a little bit. Not to the tune of DeBrinkett, but he's also a guy not getting a lot of opportunity to try and, you know, strike up something for Strome. I just felt like Arizona didn't do enough to put good players around Strome. Yeah. So the fact that he's doing this now, I'm not shocked because he had a great year in the AHL. 
but it's just when he got to the NHL, things changed. Coaches got a little tired of waiting for the offense. I didn't feel like he was playing that bad. So they trade him. Nick Schmaltz gets hurt. Schmaltz is a good player. But now that you see what Strom is, I don't think Schmaltz will ever score the way Strom was going to score. So, you know, you have to, as a team or an organization, it's always better to wait than to give up on a player. Okay. Uh, T-Slice 22. What do you see for Morgan Frost next season? His job to lose uh, at 3C or more of a call-up around Christmas? Does he start the year with the Flyers or is he a call-up? I think he'll be one of those guys in camp that you look at and you let him go through preseason. And if he still looks good in preseason, maybe you give him his couple of game look-see. Maybe you even let him go nine. I don't know. Beyond that, he's going to have to come in and be a lot stronger after this summer of working out for me to sign off on that. So otherwise, I'm not sure what you're going to do with him. I, I, I'm looking at his age right now because I'm seeing when, he, when he's going to turn 20. And my internet is not um, helping me here. Here we go. So he is May 14th, 1999. So this May he'll be twenty. So okay. So I think he'll be in in Lehigh. Okay. Um, real quick, best American, best Canadian team going into the playoffs. Let's start off uh, north of the border. Okay. Who's the team hailing from the Great White North that's going to do the most damage in the playoffs? Uh, I'm going to say Winnipeg Jets. Okay, that's the one I had. As I know well. it's been a, and they could be the best American team too because they have a lot of Americans. Yeah. But no, I think the Winnipeg Jets should be that team, and I think they're sort of ironing out all the problems. I don't mm-hmm. know what the Bufflin injury is about, right? Isn't he hurt? Yep. That could be a little bit of a derailment, but they're Especially still pretty deep. Yeah. But they're still pretty deep. There has been a little voice inside of me, though, that wants to see what they look like without Bufflin, too, because there are some things he does great, and there are some things that aren't so yeah. great. So, um, The honorable mention I gave to in the Canadian side is the Calgary Flames. Yes, but the goaltending is. Goal yeah, we worry. I mean, about are you going to turn it over to Mike Smith? Or are you going to which which way Riddich? are you going to go? Are you going to British? I don't know. All right, best American team heading into the playoffs. I I went with two here. You and, can't go with two. You, well, my number one one because otherwise it would be bests. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I went with one from two different divisions, but it's obvious the, the answer. It's the Lightning, right? Or are you going Caps? I'm really torn here. I'm going to go Lightning because I have felt from the start of the season. The same way that I actually felt in 94 about the Rangers, that they just could be that team. Yeah. And there might not be anything you could do about it, meaning the rest of the league. So, so great. So I'm going to go with the Lightning. All right, yeah, I went Lightning as well, and I had the Caps as my honorable mention. Yeah, Caps would be honorable mention. I mean, honorable, honorable would be Nashville too, right? I mean, Is uh, Pittsburgh a one and done? No. It depends on who that first round matchup is. Okay, so if they get the Caps. Last year, I go back to last year, I was at the deciding game, or what turned into the deciding game. Game six. And only Phil Kessel getting hurt really turned that game. Mm-hmm. It was that close. But I think the Caps are better now because they have more defense. Even Oshie now has become this really ultra-tough player. I, I, I have to believe the Caps would win it this time. Okay. Um, all right. And last thing, predict the cup final. Who are the two teams come late May, early June? That are going to be battling for Lord Stanley's chalice. I'm going to go with Tampa, Winnipeg. Tampa, Winnipeg. I actually went Tampa, San Jose. 
Okay. If the goal, again, huge if, Martin Jones has not been good. I think he's ranked like 33rd in the league. In yeah, but maybe the playoff bell will help yeah. him. And, and look, he got him to a cup final against yeah. years ago. So he's a guy that's playoff tested. But He's an interesting good. guy. At, I went to the media day for that, for that cup, and he's a really competent guy, but he's a really low-key guy. So he's not a guy you worry about like burning himself out because he's not having a great season. He is literally one of those guys that every day is a new day. Yeah. And that could be a benefit. Okay. Um, so real quick, too. Montreal not getting in? Probably not. Okay. They As have a tough said, schedule. Three points back right now. Schedule is really yep. bad for them. Flyers, we said not getting in. They're not getting in. In the Western Conference, Minnesota, one point back right now of Arizona. Is Arizona getting in? No. No, I watched the Arizona game against Tampa yesterday, and it was men amongst boys. Now, yep. a lot of teams are men amongst boys against Tampa, but I just looked at Arizona's defense. I mean, Goligoski and uh, Jason Demers as a pairing, I didn't love at all. Yep. There's too much not to like. I think Minnesota, and again, Minnesota preseason, I have no problem saying it. I picked to go to conference final. Yep. But I also didn't expect them to lose their, their 1C in Koivu and the number one defenseman in, yeah. in Dumba. All that said, they're right in it. Ryan Donato has really helped keep them in it. And so I still think they're going to get in. Okay. They're, they're one close. point back right now it's with close. nine to go. Yeah. Uh, Colorado, no. No. Um, Chicago. Nope. They'd won the eight straight until they just lost the last one. But yeah. They're not getting in. No. They're running out of. Uh, this, is, this has been a nice year, though, for Stan Bowman because they got Strom, check. They got. Uh, well, no, they had to bring it already. They drafted him. There was somebody else they got in the trade this year that was, has worked out. Is it the Arizona trade? No, Strom was the Arizona was it, trade. Schmalt, yeah. <sighs> I can't remember, but they, they've done a nice job with getting players from other teams that were underperforming there and performing very well for yeah. them. So, Carlton's, Carlton's done a nice job. Yeah. I mean, he started off horribly. Yeah. He has done a nice job. They still got a problem on the blue line, though. Yeah, no question about it. And got some age back there as well. Yeah. All right, Russ, that was a lot of fun. Anything it else was. you want to get into? No, no, I'm good. We, you're pretty much tapped you out? I mean, I, I would never tap out. I mean, No, I mean, we, we, you left yeah. it all on the ice. I did leave it all on the ice. All right, well. I did. Didn't even take overtime. All right, everybody, uh, enjoy your hockey. Enjoy the episode. And uh, we'll be back uh, as we get closer and closer to the playoffs. Enjoy your hockey.